You are now listening to Wave Sound. All right, welcome to another members-only presentation of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History, and we got Low College in the building. Peace, my brother. How you doing? Sir, I'm good. How you doing, bro? Just chilling, you know. Um, appreciate you coming on to the platform to speak to me, have a conversation, and um, just let, you know, my audience know who you are. And, you know, let's get into some simple conversations and, you know, some things that people may want to get to know about you. So I want to first off, I want to um, start by hopping, um, hopping in um, on like the early stages of your life, you know, um, what influenced you to get into music and, um, you know, how did your environment play in that part also? Yeah, no doubt. Um, with me, man, you know, I was... I had hoop dreams growing up and shit. I wanted to be Larry Johnson and shit when I was a little kid. But <laughs> it's so it's so crazy because like one thing I can say though, I was just always a culture baby. Like, you know, it's funny, like anything that came on TV, bro, like we ate it up. Mm-hmm. We ate the shit up. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely. You know, so you know, my sister when we was young, she was like a brandy fanatic. She went to see Brandy at the mall, got an autograph. Like we, we was them type of kids. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we watching Thea, Moesha. We watching House Party, Sister Act Two. We wanted, we 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 doing the raps. We singing. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, I'm thankful that my mom wasn't the type of mom that was like, y'all can't watch certain shit because we watched everything, Martin, just all of that, just the whole culture. You know what I'm saying? We've been into it so. You know, as I got old, you know, I feel like all, all, I feel like all, just as a culture thing, all young black kids have tried, have tried to write a rap at some point, and I feel like I just was good at, I just was good at it. You know what I mean? So oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, word. So, um, uh, where are you from, by the way? I'm from Central Jersey. I'm from Neptune. Okay. Family from Neptune, Asbury Park, born and raised. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, how did how describe that area and like how it influenced you um growing up in general not as a musician yeah um it's just it's just a it's a melting pot you know what i mean i feel like it's like how i am it's like well balanced mm-hmm. um every like no matter where you're from in the town because it's so small when you walk out that walk out that door in the morning you, you know you got you got decisions man you faced with decisions so you can go either way mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i um you know, I will I will walk that line a little bit, you know, growing up, you know, we, you know, we, we was, we was into everything, but, you know, I, I always knew the ledge, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's always, you know, you know, that's what it's about, knowing the ledge. I always knew the ledge and I never wanted anybody who knew me or had a plan or had a part of me growing up to look at me and not recognize me no more. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I always like walk that line, but I knew what I wanted to do and I knew what I didn't want for my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thankful for it. Like I said, man, I could have, you know, it's like you got kids that don't get in the shit where we at. You know what I mean? You can go duck yeah. off and not get in the shit, but 
we wasn't them kids. We was outside. <laughs> for real. You know, for mm-hmm. real, we was outside. So we had decisions to make. And I, you know, I made some good ones. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, what would you say was your first like or your earliest memory of like consuming music and like really just uh being influenced by like a body of music? Yeah. Um my mom, man, my mom super is always into music. And uh, she, it's so funny because my mom is always into current music. So mm-hmm. a lot of people think I get the old school shit from her, but like my mom now, she listening to, you know, Nip, you know what I'm saying? Shit like yeah. that. So even back, so back in the day, she had the Tupac tapes and shit, you know what I mean? She was a big, big, biggie fan. Tupac, all the way down to Rex and Effects, just Sade, just, you know, she just was, she just loved music, you know what I'm saying? We always, and one thing about my mom, her being, my mom, from the, you know, she from the project. So when she was young, she ain't really have, she ain't really have much. So when we was coming up, she wanted us to do everything. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of long car rides, whether it be to Sesame Place, to DC, to Philly, to Disney on ice, to fucking basketball game. We was always in the car. So it was always music, you know what I'm saying? And um, I got it. And like I said, I like, you know, like the movies, like the hip hop movies, man, like the house parties and Sister Act 2 and shit like that. Shit like that, too. When I was young, but I used to watch the I used to rent that sh- them type of movies every time we went to the to the fucking video store. My mm. my, my, my mom be like, yo, you got to get something. Every time bro, <laughs> I would be trying to get, get fucking house party or baby's kids. My sister would be getting Sister Act 2 and we'd watch that shit. Like we never seen it. You know what I'm saying? Word, word. Um, OK, so. We spoke about your your musical influences a little bit, but like, what was at what point did you realize like music was something that you wanted to do for yourself? Um, good question, man. Probably like by the time I was around like 10, 11, me and my boy Quick, man, we used to we had a little karaoke machine and shit. And we was just into everything. Like, it's so funny now, like to you know to hear the way new generation talks about certain rappers. And, you know, it's just really no respect for a lot of, of the old school rappers and shit, but we listened to everything, bro. Like we was Red Man, we was fucking all the Jay-Z shit. Mm-hmm. But when 50 came out, I feel like that's when it was like, yo. Huge shift. Yeah, it was like, yo, nah, like, I wanna fucking, first of all, I wanna have a big guy. You know, I got a big ass knife in my pocket. You feel me, I'm 12. Mm-hmm. 12. And I want to rap, like, I want to rap to this shit. Even if I ain't writing my shit, I want to rap all this shit. I knew every fucking word, Lloyd Banks, 50, all that shit. So, you know, that's when it started. That's when it was like, yo, we're going to get a microphone. We're going to try this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that 50 era, that was a very um, critical era, especially, like, in our area, like, the Northeast, because, you know, like, to go from musicians and rappers, like, who mostly from my area who like rap about money and cars and, you know, women to like, you know, stick up jobs and robberies and, you know, that get back, it makes a huge, makes a huge impact uh, on our sound. And, you know, for people who like were on a straight and narrow path, like it definitely um, takes shape in a different way. For sure. That energy was crazy. You remember that shit? That energy was something that we ain't seen before, you know what I'm saying? And I wanted to be all in that shit, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So 50, I think 50 was the first thing that was like, all right, I'm gonna try to write some raps, you know or, what I'm saying? Um, but that, but that was a like, like a long time ago, like 20 years ago that album dropped almost. 
Um, right. The path, your your personal path. Uh, where where does that bring you? Where does that album bring you in terms of uh, you getting to your first project? Okay, yeah. So okay, so you got to think that's early middle school, sixth grade, seventh grade. We writing raps, mm-hmm. but I'm all I'm I'm playing basketball. Okay. Playing football, like you know, that's what you know. That's what I was known for in my area and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody knew me, they knew yo. He 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 hoop, play football. So mm-hmm. you know, going into high school, I'm just starting quarterback. Okay. You know, I'm starting on a basketball team, and it's just all sports. But I had a crew, and we was getting into shit. So we getting mm-hmm. into shit. We making diss songs about niggas and shit. So I'm still <laughs> rapping, like yeah. I'm rapping, like we gotta rap. That was a part of it when you was in high school, mm-hmm. dissing niggas, and you in the real shit. You know, you and shit. We gotta make the diss tracks. Word. Shit, so I always, I always was good though. I always was good at it. You know what I'm saying? But when I got to college, blog era, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's really all you got to say for me. You know what I'm saying? You see, you see J. Cole, you see it with, because you know, growing up, you know, high school is like, yo, especially where I'm in high school, 06, 07. Mm-hmm. If you ain't Jeezy, Lil Wayne, Kanye, <laughs> word. The fuck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what you, radio, yeah, what you, you doing? Done. Yeah, yeah you're done out here. You ain't doing shit. So you got one you single, know, one album, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then mm-hmm. you ain't about to be making like it's just like if you ain't mm-hmm. on the radio back then, you ain't exist to niggas. You feel what I'm saying? Facts. So the blog area, a blog era comes and it's like, oh shit, J. Cole, Wiz, Mac Miller, Freddie mm-hmm. Gibbs, fucking Bro. Big Sean, all those, all those dudes, and it was like, yo, we could do this shit. Mm-hmm. We could do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. My man, my man knew his way around the camera. I had mm-hmm. other niggas that knew how to record and shit. And it was like, nah, we're gonna do this shit ourselves to the face. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's when I put my first mixtape out, 2011. Nah, 2010. 2010. Yeah. That was the that was the year after my first year. So the whole first year, I plotted. I plotted. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. And then my, you know, and then I came back and I dropped the album. You know what I'm saying? And what, what, what was that experience like that first project? Do you uh can you recollect any of that? Yeah, I think I think I think I think at that point it was like, all right, I know what I'm doing in life. I know I'm not, you know, I know I'm not in the, I'm not choosing the streets. Like, yeah, you know, that shit is out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going that way. So I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? At that point, I'm 19. Mm-hmm. I fully know who I am and I know what my path is. So it's like, all right, I'm all right, I need to talk about shit that I do. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that was a big thing. And I feel like that was the big thing right there that got people fucking with me because at that time, niggas were still lying. Everybody was lying. <laughs> I was like, yo, damn, this nigga, this nigga <laughs> talking about what he doing. I was on SoundClick trying to get original beats. Niggas wasn't doing that shit. Not where I'm Word. from. Niggas mm-hmm. were freestyling off the shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? To, I'm trying to be Wayne. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying Word. to get original beats. I'm trying to make an album. Cause your orange was just dropped, nigga. That nigga got original joints. I'm like, nah, I want to make an album. Fuck that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, me just knowing myself and, and being able to look in the mirror and be satisfied with myself as a man, knowing I'm not in the streets, I'm not a street dude. And um, yeah, I fucking took off after that. That's when it was like, yo, nah, this is what I'm gonna do. And I'm and you know, and, and people was fucking with it. Were um okay, so you drop your first project, you come to the realization that you know, music is what you want to do with your life. But while coming to that realization, there's still a gap between, you know, that realization that like, yo, music is what I want to do in my life 
or mm-hmm. is, is is a passion of mine versus like, all right, this is a business. Like, how right. do I how do I get my affairs in order? How I get like my paperwork right and uh, make sure that uh, I'm squared away from when this becomes real. Right. Um, with me, I ain't gonna lie. At that time, we was in the nip heavy too. Like. Mm-hmm. I hate to be one of them niggas like, yo, we knew about this. It never, that's, that Nip shit, like when he passed, that wasn't nothing like, oh, we fuck with Nip. No, we fuck with Nip heavy from the from the beginning. You feel yeah, me? So, yeah, you yeah. know, we hear niggas talking about, yo, we have a brand, we have a business, yo, get, get, <laughs> get you know, get this in order, yo. We was coming with it. We like, all right, we got to have a brand. Word. We doing merch. We trying to be legit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what Word. I'm saying? Like, Fuck getting discovered. What the fuck is getting discovered? Facts. Like, like, we are. We here. We got the internet. We, we are. We already working hard. Yeah, we here. You feel me? I ain't trying to make it. I made it. I, I'm able to pull. <laughs> I'm able to make a fucking t-shirt. Word. I, I made it. Fuck that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So we yeah. was there. We was there early. You know what I'm saying? Like 2020. By 2012, we was in full swing with all of that. You know Word. What I'm yeah. Word. Word. Okay. Um. You're knocking everything down right now. I, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like. It's a good comp. Yo, people don't ask me this type of shit. Everything, <laughs> everything you like. Like, I don't, I don't think I've answered the. You know, people come with the who your influences, which is good too. But yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we killing it right now. You, you, you killing. Appreciate you. Um, so let's talk about like, you know, let's let's move up to like modern times. You know, like John Blaze just came out a couple weeks ago. You know, um, I don't want to get into that specifically yet, but like mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about like the pandemic era that we are in and yeah. like how that like what that kind of kicked off for you, because everybody uh, has has uh, experienced different things in this window of time. And I kind of want to get you like get insight about uh, your experience. Um pandemic man before the pandemic we was heavy and the like throwing throwing shit it was a real like yeah you got to come outside thing Word. and um if you realize where music went when the pandemic started now you got freddie Gibbs, you got nas winning the first grammy it's like people are listening back you mm-hmm. know people are, like listening because it ain't all party shit no more you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. niggas is in their cars going to work whatever niggas is home listening and shit so um it took a little i think in the beginning it took me a little while with that but I'm realizing that content is key, man. You know, good content and just, we gonna work this internet thing to the, till we can't no more, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like it made it kind of easier. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Cause you don't have to be everywhere. You know, we was trying to get everywhere. We were trying to be in eight Yeah. How about South, but we were trying to be Word. everywhere. And now Dallas, like, Miami, LA, like. Everywhere, <laughs> we trying to be everywhere. Word. Right? So, I think um, though we still want to do those things, I feel like now it's really about mastering this internet thing and mastering the content. And um, not it ain't it ain't like we gotta put out garbage content and just do shit just cause. But we got cameras, we live them type of lives where we got content for days. So it's just like let's work it, let's work YouTube, let's work Instagram, let's have fun with it, stay home, mm-hmm. be safe. Let's just use our brains, let's get creative, let's get creative as possible. Shit made me get want to get more creative too. You know what I'm saying? Word. Yeah. And in terms of like collaborating with different people across the state uh, and things like that, how um, what's been your experience? Um, it's been a it's it's been a great experience, man. And not even and my bad to cut you off. Not even just on like a music 
uh, level, but like in terms of like people helping you put your projects together and en- different engineers, maybe things like that. I don't want you to just box it in with music. Right. Well, you know, it's crazy, right? I had an idea and I'm not scared to share it because even if I still do it, I'm going to do it. But mm-hmm. I feel like everybody, I feel like um, I want to and I wanted to do something where it's like, yo, put flyers everywhere show college is making an album and i mm. want everybody involved like if you're a fucking instagram comedian i want your take on what's going on if you do podcasts i want your take what's going on if you make merch i want your take what's going on with the album and if you look at my um if you look at my instagram now i was doing something called by john blaze mm-hmm. i mean john blaze by my fault mm. john blaze by john blaze by was like yo if you're i don't give a fuck if you're a chef if you're a comic artist if you were just any kind of artist, I want your take on what John Blaze is to you. Like I'm I'm always like so hands-on, right? And so it's like, nah, I wanted to show up, right? And people take their pictures. Like I said, if you're a chef and you make some food that look like me, I want you to take the fucking picture. <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm upload. If you're a kid artist and you scribbling with John, that's why I had the one fit on. If you scribbling yeah, with John Blaze, I want you to take comic, com, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like with me with collaboration right now, like you said, it ain't even a big thing with music like I got a couple couple collaborations but they really my friends you feel me I collaborate with my friends and you know anybody right. I meet that's cool but I wanted to collaborate with everybody like if mm-hmm. whatever you do Word. we can we can we can figure the shit out you know what I'm saying and do you think that that's like because you know in Jersey we have like a real I feel like there's a definitely a a large collaborative spirit uh going around but as a more established artist, do you think it's, it's better to kind of uh, close that off or like gate that off? Or do you think that like on a larger platform, you still want to collaborate with like a lot of artists in the industry and things like that? Um, I'm starting to realize how important collaboration is, man. Fucking Michael Jackson was on the hook of Stevie Wonder, all I do, like you like really, like, really listen and shit. But I just mm-hmm. feel like, I feel like the more you collaborate, it opens you, you know, it just opens up your, what can I say this? It opens up your creativity. I know me too, I'm a fucking um, competitive dude. So I love getting on tracks for me, you know what I'm saying? The, them verses is way different than when I just, when I'm on there alone, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of collaboration. I feel like it gotta make sense. Like you ain't gotta just be doing shit just cause, but um, from now on, cause I, you know, I didn't really collaborate like that back in the day, but from now on, I want to collaborate heavy like you know i want to collaborate with everybody i want to see what we can make together you know what i'm saying it's art so yeah, yeah. you mentioned artists like freddie gibbs and, and wiz and currency um do you think do you believe in that that um that archetype or structure of a project where you lock in with one producer and y'all y'all just go crazy yeah we call that well well i'm pretty sure everybody calls that we call it boutique boutique, boutique projects yeah i think um I think I think honestly think right now in the space that I'm that I'm in, I want to do that with every project. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like um yeah, I feel like it opens up two different markets, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. people who got they, you know, they got their super fans, I got my super fans to bring them together. With producers, it's even it's even better because it's not a bunch of voices on the song. It's like, yo, you do beats and shit, and I make the rhymes and shit, so it's an easier collaboration, you know what I'm saying? Um I'm a big fan of the Alfredo shit. That was like one of my favorite fucking projects. Shit. So I feel like it worked. Um, yeah, I feel like it works. It definitely works. 
It definitely works. Um, but you know, like a lot of people feel like when it comes to like major projects or things like that, like they have to like keep the variety and you know, hip hop just the way it has progressed and aged over the time. But um, you know, those specific artists that you named, um, I know I personally still prefer that uh boutique style, you know, because like you said, you know, you get you get two different audiences, they lock in together or they got that familiar familiarity. And um, it almost always delivers. Yeah, excuse me, I'm I'm mad medicated, so I'll be thinking about shit later. But you know why that's important as fuck too? Because I don't like albums that's all over the fucking place. Like, no, cohesiveness is very, very important, bro. That's everything. Like, you think of like fucking. I remember the first time I heard the weekend and shit. Right, House Balloons. You didn't even realize when the song changed. Like, I love that. Facts. Facts. That's experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. want to just, I don't want to be all over the place. Like, if I want this type of song, I'm going to go find, I'm going to go listen to that artist. Like, I don't want, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, give me one move. Give me yeah. one <laughs> make it, making it experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need mm-hmm. to be on a roller coaster to the album. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. So that's, that's, I feel like that's super important to me when making an album. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy how Nas started it and uh, he kind of started that uh, with Illmatic. And that made sense, maybe because of the way music was being made at the time. All of those New York had that one sound. Yeah, but I feel like in the late, like latter years and shit, that shit is failing. I hate that shit. I hate the albums all over the place. Or it's like I wouldn't even say that it you can't because it's like it's plenty of. I mean, we we have plenty of classic hip hop albums that like have vast amounts of producers, but. I think that more so in this era specifically is like, yo, there is room for both. Like, like if you feel like you can put your album together and have lock in with, you know, uh, lock in with that one producer and then create, you know, the same magic that you would if, you know, you called in all the favors to all your homies and, you know, the industry friends and things like that, then, then cool. But I think that like is, is a lot of times that we've seen it um in recent time like it's like there's like a narrative or an agenda behind it like the like and i mean this is just a specific instance but one i specifically didn't understand at the time maybe more so now was the juice world future project and not to say that not to say that i don't i just like juice world or future but like at the time when they came together it just didn't make sense to me like they I'm, i'm sure they have a similar fan base but like I think cohesively, I, I don't think that the project worked as much as it as as much as they thought it would have. Yeah, I agree. It was a couple songs, but for the most part, it was like, did we need this? It was like a numbers game. Like that's yeah. how that's how I felt. Like it was like, all right, let's take the biggest young artist and take like a a veteran and see right. what they go do together. But, yo, but do you feel like right? So we were talking about like, so even if you have a bunch of producers, right? Mm-hmm. Now, somebody got to set the tone though right so like i keep Definitely. going back i keep going back but you know it just still happens it still happens with drake albums or but the thing about a reason to doubt like ski beats and him set the tone mm-hmm. and you get the other producers and it's like they going kind of kind of make they shit in the same vein of what ski beats mm-hmm. did or, or like drake whoever drake working with well nah, drake is different because he's, yeah. he's, he's he's the biggest artist i guess he got to do different shit yeah, you know what I'm saying, but I just feel like you it still got to be you and a producer, y'all set the tone, mm-hmm. and then everybody and then everybody else you work with kind of you know, to be honest, I like when you when bringing up Drake is like I don't think that Drake is still Drake without 40 there yeah. on every album, 
Right. Like, I agree. Like, yo, the biggest, the biggest artist in the world is locking in with the same producer on every album. Right. So right. It, it just goes to show that that formula in hip hop still definitely works. Right. Because um, then you got 40, but then you got Boy Wonder coming in. Though they're two different producers, it's mm-hmm. the same, it's like the same, yeah, same thing, you know what I'm saying? Which I love, you know what I'm saying? So now nah, I agree. I it's agree. like it's like getting a Kanye from a no ID, like it's right. like <laughs> soul right. beats, you feel me? Like um yeah exactly (laughs) so so uh let's get into john blaze a little bit you know um this is a very fine crafted project um i noticed that and you know we talked we spoke about the the difference between locking in with multiple producers versus one and i kind of want to uh get into your process of putting this project together specifically okay so um yeah, it was like um, I was working on. Matter of fact, this is before. You know what's crazy? This is before um, the project with Marcus and shit. I started like I started like crafting this or whatever. Start crafting John Blaze, but um, I just feel like me linking up with Luke Bruce, Shotty, and Dan. I just feel like we was just similar dudes, just from different areas and shit. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean? planted that seed. Um, probably twenty the end of. 2022, the end of 2020, planted that seed. I already had what I wanted to do. I already had John Blaze. I already had the name. I already had the character. I already had what I wanted to do with it. But I wanted some. I wanted like I feel like the I feel like the dynamic with Shadi and Dan is like Dan is a veteran within the music. Shadi is a fresh mind, and I feel like I needed a fresh mind because I needed something to sound obscure like i didn't want nothing that sound too polished mm-hmm. i feel like we like work with, with veteran producers sometimes they be like oh i can't do this i can't do this way that's not how it goes but yeah body was more like if it sounds good we're gonna we're gonna do that shit. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. not perfect but it and it is perfect it's like rizza you know what i'm saying like right so this is raw yeah it's raw you know what i'm saying and then and then and then dan was there to put the seal on it you know what I mean? To bring in, to make sure everything's sounding right and to bring in those good drums when we need them and shit. And I feel like it just worked out perfect. Yeah. And like, I just want to comment on that, what you just said, because it's like, yo, like, and hip hop, like, that's that's one of the things that I love about hip hop. Like, yo, you could go into a project and say, yo, I want that raw shit. Like, I want yeah. a raw, genuine, like, we go in, we do it. That's how, that's how it sounds. That's how it's going to be. Versus like, you could also go into it, like, I want it to be polished. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with one or the other. And I think right. that that's, like, one of the, the uh, great things about, you know, this culture, this hip-hop shit. Yeah, I agree. I feel like where I'm at right now, where the game is right now and shit like that, though, I feel like I didn't want to fucking, bro, I, like, I want niggas, when they want Joe, when they want Joe College on Blaze, they come to me. Like, I didn't want to make no shit to sound like nobody's shit, man. I didn't want to be singing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a bunch of double-time shit. I wanted my own shit, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I feel like that was like a obligation that I had to myself and 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 my fans, man, that you wasn't gonna get me trying to sound like nobody else. Like I'm a grown ass man at this point, man. I know who I, I am. Doubt. And I'ma just go out the way I wanna go out, whichever way it goes, whether niggas love it, cool. If you don't like it, what can I say? Fast forward. <laughs> Word. You know um I mean? yeah. And um you know, with putting the project out, 
it uh, a lot goes into that. Shout out to the homie Niles who um, who did the artwork. Yeah. You know, you got um, a bunch of other people behind the scenes who helped you put together the uh, release party and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, you know, those people who come in after the music is done, I kind of want to speak on that process as well because I feel like we we kind of overlook the process of the rollout, like often yeah. as as artists, as music artists at least. And um, you know those those post production people are definitely very essential, and I want to uh, focus on that a little bit. Right, uh, I be scouting motherfuckers months before I talk to them. Though mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so crazy because even when me I, too, yo. Because I mean, like with with the podcast, it's like, yo, who who is the illest the illest niggas out right now? Let me go ahead and just see what they do for a couple months, and then I'm gonna go ahead and slide in their DM and try right. to talk to them about it. <laughs> right. It's so crazy with the cover and shit. With everybody who 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 had a who had a, a part in the cover, like Andre Uncut with the taking the pictures and and uh, Niles, and Niles were putting it together. Like specifically with Niles, like like our process of working together took two days. But I've been inspired by what he did, like 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 what he does. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I've been checking yeah. out, checking out, checking out everything he does and how he puts it together and how fucking clean it is. Very clean. This spacing, bro. The spacing, the fucking colors, like yeah, the colors, everything. Like I, you know, I would spend a lot of time on just on just on his page and shit. Like, damn, this is because you know what it is too. It's like, yo, if I did this, this is how I would do it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I respected that. I respected that about him. So by the time I hit him up, he probably thought it was random, but I've been, I been, you know, knew that I wanted him to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as far as Andre Uncut too, man, I've been following him for years, bro. I will put people Same. on. You know what I mean? I will put people on on this shit, and it'll be girls I know. You know, you know, good looking girls that want to take pictures and shit. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Yo, you should fuck on years ago, bro. Fuck yeah. on." And so he'd meet them, not even knowing me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they hit yeah. him up, go do it. He don't even know that I I sent them over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's funny. Like, yeah, so that's how I am with like with with um when it comes to just collaborating. Period, man. I'd be knowing about motherfuckers and, and really doing my, you know, doing my homework and, and doing the knowledge on people way before they even, I even hit them up. You know what I'm saying? Word, yeah. Nah, I've been, um, likewise, like I've been, I've been following Andre and Cut for, for a while now on Instagram. I even asked him to come, hop on a podcast. He agreed to it. We just ain't locked in yet. But, um, yeah, that dude is super talented with a camera, like in terms of right. the vintage feel that he can, he's able to capture. Like it's, it's, it's actually really incredible. Right. Um, and it feels so East Coast. Word. He feels and, 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 and it's just pictures, but mm-hmm. not saying it's just pictures, but it's pictures and it feels like East Coast, like like a motherfucker. So like you know, I, you know, I love that about him. Shit. So no doubt. All right. So we done covered John Blaze, uh the process of you know putting that together, the release of that. And um, you know, shortly after the project came out, uh you happen to get into an accident and I kind of want to touch on that for a bit. We don't got to get into too many details, but yeah. um, I kind of want to speak on that. Cause it's kind of like a, like a, I mean, it was like a damn, like a Kanye moment, like, yo, yeah. like yeah. At, at your highest height. And then, you know, shit come crashing down. Um, yeah. So I want to speak to that. I want to speak to that process and that, that experience a little bit. Yeah. It's so crazy. Cause it actually was a night it dropped. Mm-hmm. It the night it dropped right down to the accident, but it was my birthday and shit, but um, it's so crazy in the song "Perfect Time," and I, I 
I rap broke a couple bones, but can't nothing hurt the spirit. And I did that months before I got into this accident and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's a little fun fact. That's kind of it was it's kind of eerie when you think about it, but Word. yeah, man, this shit kind of changed my life like low key on high key shit. That shit changed my life in as far as like the way I look at time and the way I look at like how precious this shit is, you know what I'm saying? Like being young, bro, and, and just having like the opportunities that we have and shit, man. It's just like, yo, that shit could be taken like, like nothing, you know what I'm saying? Fast. And it's like, yo, I got fucking MacBooks over here, microphones, all types of shit. And it's like, how could I let it sit there now? It's like, yeah, I could have just lost my life. Like, what the fuck is we waiting for? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get it out. Let's get it done. Like, I'm just super inspired. I want to work. Um, I always was a worker to always knew how to grind and shit, but it's just like, now it's just like, that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, luckily, you know, I made it out that situation and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm still dealing with it, but I made it Absolutely. out to that shit. And it's like one false move and I could not be here. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it just changed my perspective as far as like, man, there's nothing to fucking wait on. There's nothing to wait on. Like, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm disappearing again or when I, you know, I'm taking long to put out music. It's like, yo, this is what I want to do. I have the means to do it. Shit, this fucking, this shit is not, shit is not guaranteed, man. So it's just like time is moving. It just gave me a sense of urgency that I didn't have before. You know what I'm saying? Word, word, absolutely. Yeah. So what does that put you moving forward in terms of, in terms of making music, like how, what's, what's the timeline like? Even that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like I can, I, like I got the ability to make music, bro. I, can, mm-hmm. I can't walk right now, but I could put the mic right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's really beautiful when you think about it, bro. Us being in a position that we are, bro. Like, Absolutely. Look at you, like you said, you in between doing what you're doing and you got your mic yeah. set up. It's like, right in the crib. There was like never that. a time <laughs> like this. You know what I'm saying? There was, there was yeah. never a time like this, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's beautiful. And I said, all that making it bullshit is like, yeah, we made it. Just let's just right. do it. Like, let's just go. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I, I you know, by by next week, I mean by not next week, by next month, in the next month, hopefully I'll be on my feet. Um, still promoting the project into the summertime because I want to hear how it sounds when it get hot. And shit, Word. <laughs> absolutely. In the summertime, I'm still finding ways to shoot videos and shit. Just drop a video, perfect timing. And it's mm-hmm. like, really, shit ain't stopped nothing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I um, appreciate you coming on to the show, my brother. Appreciate this has been you. a great conversation. No doubt. And yeah. um, we got to build off camera one day, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and just let the people know where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at low college l-o-w college my name joe college but low college is you know that's the that's the spin that's the champagne poppy the groovy cube yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> so, um, yeah and uh you can find me uh, um all streaming platforms youtube joe college and look out for john you know john blaze is still going summertime it'll still be going so check that shit out if you haven't absolutely and um as always you guys know you can find the podcast on twitter at VS Mike History on Instagram and the fan base app at Versus Mike History. Everything Versus Mike History related can be found at versusmikehistory.com. You can find me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. And I will see you beautiful Black people on the next episode.